ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯೈ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹಲೋ ಲಿಸನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ರವಿರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಲೆವೆಂತ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಇನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟು ಭಗವಾನ್ ಡೆಲ್ ವಿತ್ ಫೋರ್ ಯೋಗಾಸ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಯೋಗ ಡೀಲಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕರ್ಮ ಯೋಗ ಡೀಲಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಆ್ಯಟಿಟ್ಯೂಡ್ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ದಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಯೋಗ ಈಸ್ ಟು ನೋ ಹೂ ಯು ಆರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೂ ಯು ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕರ್ಮ ಯೋಗ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಆ್ಯಕ್ಟಿವ್ಲಿ ಇಂಟರಾಕ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದಟ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಆನ್ ಇಂಟಗ್ರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಟರ್ನಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಇಂಟರ್ನಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ಅಡಿಷನ್ ಟು ದೋಸ್ ಥಿಯರೀಸ್ ಹಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಗೇವ್ ಟೂಲ್ಸ್ ಟು ಅಚೀವ್ ದ ಗೋಲ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದೋಸ್ ಥಿಯರೀಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಗೇವ್ ಟೂ ಡೆಫಿನೇಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಯೋಗ ದಿ ಇನ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಡೆಫಿನೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮತ್ವಂ ಯೋಗ ಉಚ್ಚತೆ ಯೋಗ ಈಸ್ ಈಕ್ವಾನಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ದಿ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಡೆಫಿನೇಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಯೋಹ ಕರ್ಮಸು ಕೌಶಲ ಯೋಗ ಈಸ್ ಸ್ಕಿಲ್ ಇನ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ ಟು ವಾಕ್ ದ ಪಾತ್ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ಟ್ರೂ ಇನ್ನರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಟು ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಲ್ ಅವರ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಕಿಲ್ಫುಲಿ ವಿತ್ ಆನ್ ಈಕ್ವಾನಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಟು ದ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟು ದ ಡುಯಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಸೆಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಡೀಲ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಟರ್ನಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಅ ಸರ್ಟನ್ ಆ್ಯಟಿಟ್ಯೂಡ್ ಟು ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಇನ್ನರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಟು ಶೋ ದಟ್ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬ್ಲಫಿಂಗ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಟು ಮೇಕ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಗೆಟ್ ಅಪ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೈಟ್ ಹಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ಡ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಸಿದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ಎ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ವಿಸ್ಡಮ್ ಹೂ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸಮಾಧಿ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇನ್ನರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಕನ್ಕ್ಲೂಷನ್ ವಾಸ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಅಟೈನ್ ದ ಹೈಯೆಸ್ಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರ್ವಾಣ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಪರ್ಮನೆಂಟ್ ಪೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಡೀಲ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ವಿಚ್ ಥ್ರೋಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹರ್ಡಲ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪೈನ್ ಬೈ ಫಾಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪಾತ್ ಆಫ್ ಕರ್ಮಯೋಗ ಯೂಸ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಅಡ್ವಾಂಟೇಜ್ ಟು ಯುವರ್ ಅಡ್ವಾಂಟೇಜ್ ವಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಡ್ವೈಸ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಯುವರ್ ಟೂ ಮೈನ್ ಇಶ್ಯೂಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಕನ್ಸರ್ನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಡೆತ್ ಆಫ್ ನಿಯರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ಕರಿಂಗ್ ಸಿನ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಫೈಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ವಾರ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾರ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ಕರೆಕ್ಟ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ರಿಯಲ್ ಇಮಾರ್ಟಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಆತ್ಮ ವಿಚ್ ಯು ಭೀಷ್ಮ ದ್ರೋಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಈಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಕನ್ಸರ್ನ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ಡೆತ್ ಆಫ್ ಭೀಷ್ಮ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ್ರೋಣ ಆರ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಪ್ಯಾರಲೈಸ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ನೌ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಎ ಕ್ಷತ್ರಿಯ ಬೈ ಬರ್ತ್ ಬೈ ಟ್ರೈನಿಂಗ್ ಬೈ ಆ್ಯಟಿಟ್ಯೂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ಲೈಫ್ ಸ್ಟೈಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಕ್ಷತ್ರಿಯ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಅಪ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಯುವರ್ ಕ್ಷತ್ರಿಯ ಸ್ವಧರ್ಮ ಡ್ಯೂಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೇಸ್ ದ ಸಿಚುವೇಶನ್ ಇನ್ ಫ್ರಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಯು ವಿತೌಟ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಚ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಆನ್ ಈಕ್ವಾನಿಮಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಟು ದ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿತೌಟ್ ಡೂಯರ್ಶಿಪ್ ಸಚ್ ಆನ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ ವಿಲ್ ಕಾಸ್ ನೋ ಸಿನ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎಸ್ ಅ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಈಸ್ ಕನ್ಸರ್ನ್ಡ್ ಡೂ ನಾಟ್ ಫಾಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಮಾರ್ಕೆಟಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಕಿಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದೋಸ್ ಹೂ ನೋ ಆನ್ ಪ್ರೈಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ದ ಕರ್ಮಕಾಂಡ ರಿಚುವಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ವೇದಾಸ್ ವೆರ್ ಎಸ್ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಅದರ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಗುಣಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ರೈಸ್ ಅಬೌ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಗುಣಾಸ್ ಟು ಅಟೈನ್ ದಟ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರ್ವಾಣ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೋರ್ 
and at the same time be in a meditative state an individual can do one or the other but how to do both also i would rather choose being in meditation rather than engage with this ratchet world also even though a person who performs actions with an equanimous frame of mind does not incur sin you have injected a puzzle you said the action is inferior to the yoga of wisdom and one should seek refuge in the intellect and yet you demand me to follow the path of action did you not say dure nakhyavaram karma buddhi yoga dhananjayam buddhau sharanam vicham kripana phala hetavaha migathuram saalndadu sayal buddhi yogam vida dhananjayam புத்தியில் தஞ்சங்கோல் துர்பாக்கியர் பலன் பார்ப்பவர் ஓ தனஞ்சயா இண்டீட் டிஸ்கார்ட் ஆக்ஷன்ஸ் இன்ஃபீரியர் டு அண்ட் ஃபார் ஆஃப் தி யோகா ஆஃப் புத்தி சீக் தை ரெஃப்யூஜ் இன் த இன்டலெக்ட் ரச்சட் ஆர் தே ஹூஸ் மோட்டிவ் இஸ் த ஃப்ரூட்ஸ் ஆஃப் தேர் ஆக்ஷன்ஸ் ஸோ ஒய் ஷுட் ஐ எங்கேஜ் இன் ஆக்ஷன் இஸ் த டவுட் இன் அர்ஜுனாஸ் மைண்ட் இட் இஸ் பட் நேச்சுரல் டு ஆஸ்க் இஃப் ஒன் கேன் அட்டைன் த ஸ்டேட் ஆஃப் ஏ சித பிரஜா a person who is always happy and blissful through clear understanding of the yoga of wisdom then why follow the yoga of action and fight a war whether he is a kshatriya or not indeed a valid question is it not please note that bhagavan is not subscribing that we perform any type of action actions performed due to desires are indeed inferior to actions performed with an equanimity of intellect he is very clear about that every individual is different human's mind changes moment to moment the morning person is not the same as the evening person an extrovert will have no inclination and will find it next to impossible to sit in one place in solitude and contemplate on the other hand deep rooted introverts when thrown in the middle of a huge party will find themselves as fish out of water there are those whose strength is in their muscles and who love their six pack there are those whose strength is in their intellect so there cannot be one common solution for all also due to the gunas of the prakriti the material nature there is no necessity that what is good path for one person has to be the good path for another also can you ask a doctor to prescribe the same medicine for all different kinds of diseases in the same way the yoga of wisdom may be suitable for one person and the yoga of action may be suitable for another person as far as bhagavan is concerned the best path for most of us is the path of action with a karma yoga attitude but he has a duty to remove arjuna's doubt so in response to arjuna's question in this and in the next chapter Bhagavan not only explains the importance of action and why every one of us should engage in action but also how we should perform our actions it is to keep the knowledge about our true self as the foundation behind every action and execute the actions as karma yoga if atmanyana that is the knowledge of the self is theory then yoga of action is the practical path to reach the goal in that theory bhagavan repeatedly emphasizes the importance of action and clarifies doubts related to that idea in this world 
there is no shortage for examples to show how friends, relatives and states all turn against each other. Throwing all these out, Bhagavan identifies our real enemies and urges everyone to fight these enemies rather than whom we think are our enemies. There is a war going on within every one of us. This is the real war Bhagavan is asking everyone to fight. The Gurukshetra war is just a sideshow. This is a Yagapashyati Sapashyati moment. Four main ideas are brought out in this chapter. Naishkarmyam, Yajna, Loka Sangraham and Swadharma. Naishkarmyam is the Brahma Nirvana state mentioned in the last verse of chapter 2. It is the goal of a human's life. Swadharma is the tool individuals have to reach that goal. Yajna is the sacrifice we make during the spiritual journey and Loka Sangraham is the transactional result of that sacrifice. It is the garden we make or we should make while making the journey towards that Brahma Nirvana state. The main thrust of the chapter is brought out in the fourth verse. Na karmanam anarambhat naishkarmyam purushosnute illai sayal mudalil todangamal sayalatra nilai manidar adaivadillai A person does not attain the actionless state by not starting an action. That is, the qualities for reaching the highest actionless Brahma Nirvana state is not by avoiding action. The rest of the chapter, Bhagavan elaborates this idea. We think the actions are binding us to our relations, to work, to the world and such a binding is not allowing us to attain peace. We think that escaping the troubles at home, at work and escaping the world itself is not possible if we engage in action. The mind is thinking about vacation from all the actions all the time. If we think that just by avoiding physical actions, we will get permanent peace, then we are in for a shock because the mind is not going to be quiet because of lack of physical action. It is on its own treadmill. At least we can give rest to the body but not to the mind. Without any work, the mind is free and wandering everywhere looking for gossip, riding on unwanted thoughts and torturing itself and unfortunately such a troubled mind holds the seeds of all our actions. Without removing the seeds of actions, actions cannot be stopped. Even while asleep, the body and the mind are functioning. Dreams crop up and all kinds of worldly and outer world actions happen in it. So, no one can escape action. But there is something else we can do. Bhagavan emphasizes that we can escape from the thought that I did the action. What is needed is not the absence of doing an action, but the absence of the doer. He says, perform karma, remove karta. That is, perform the action, remove the doer. With that background, let us dive into chapter 3. For ease of understanding, I will divide this chapter into six segments. The first segment covering verses 1 through 9 explains the reasons why we cannot escape actions. In segment 2 covering verses 10 to 19, 
Bahawan pitches strongly for the environment. The third segment, covering verses 20 to 24, explains why great rishis and Bahawan himself perform actions. The fourth segment is advice to the people of spiritual knowledge about what they should do and what they should not do. It also introduces the Prakriti as the source of the three gunas. This will cover verses 25 to 29. The fifth segment covering verses 30 to 35 is a summary and what are the hurdles on the path to self-realization. The final sixth segment has Arjuna asking a follow-up question and Bhagavan's answer and conclusion. This covers verses 36 to 42. In today's episode, as part of segment 1, we will understand an important concept called Naishkarnyam. Jayasi Chetkarmanaste Matabuddhir Janardana Tatkim Karmani Goremam Niyojayasi Keshava Jnanam Sailai Vida Uyarndudhi Yana Nii Enni Nal Janardana Akkalil Yen Inda Korachailil Ennai Eedu Vaduttal Keshava O Janardana if it be thought by you that knowledge is superior to action, why then do you, O Keshava, engage me in this terrible action? Notice that Arjuna is addressing Bhagavan with two names, Janardana and Keshava. Janardana means one who helps people and Keshava is one who has long beautiful hair. Arjuna is pleading, You who have such beautiful long hair, why are you asking me to engage in this terrible, ugly action of war? Please help me to understand. Keshava also means one who destroyed the Asura KC. KC in the form of a horse was sent by Kamsa to kill Krishna when he was a child. Arjuna seems to ask, just because you are used to killing ugly demons and Asuras like KC, are you asking me to perform this ugly action of war? Your speech is very confusing. Your speech is shocking. If knowledge gives liberation from samsara, then why do I have to engage in this terrible action of killing my gurus, elders and kinsmen? My intellect is confused with understanding. As you yourself have said, idam vishame samupasthitam. This is a moment of crisis and I don't have the time to analyze and choose. Therefore, tell me that one way by which I for certain may attain the highest good. Don't give me choices and confuse me further. Note, Arjuna is not accusing Bhagavan of inappropriate or invalid teaching. He accepts his own shortcomings, the lack of ability to understand the teachings. There is a lesson here about being open-minded. In spite of Arjuna's pleading, Bhagavan did not give a direct answer to his question. Addressing Arjuna as Anaga, a sinless one, he says, Lokos mindivida nishta pura prokta mayanaga jnana yogena sankhyanam karma yogena yoginam Ulahil iru vahai padaihal munbe kurinen non pava matravane Sankhyarhalin jnana yoga vari yogirhalin karma yoga vari Long ago I said, in this world, there are two kinds of faiths, two kinds of paths. The Jnana Yoga of the Sankhyans and the Karma Yoga of the Yogins. 
Sankhyans are those who giving up their family and worldly interactions and worldly pleasures focus on the knowledge aspect of our true inner self. Yogins are those who engage with the family and the world and follow the path of karma yoga. Both are traveling their spiritual journey and both have their own style of life. Since Bhagavan is focusing on the topic of action, the title for this chapter is Karma Yoga. Karma means action. Based on these definitions of yoga given in chapter 2, we can say that Karma Yoga is having skill in action while performing the action and at the same time having an evenness of mind to the result of the action. Let us look at Arjuna's question from Varna Shrama Dharma point of view. The four stages to life are Brahmacharya, Grahastha, Vanaprastha and Sanyasa. Translated, it is the period of education, married householder life, entering forest life and complete renunciation period. Each of these four stages has its own prescribed duties. In this, the householder stage supports the other three stages. It supports the children who are students, old-aged and retired family members, and renunciators who have no home and no place to live. The two lifestyles that are under discussion are the lifestyles of a sannyasi which Arjuna wanted to take up and the grahastha which Arjuna is in now. It is complete renunciator of the world versus a householder. Which path will lead to moksha is the point of discussion. The renunciator's life is appropriate for one who has total self-control, has no desire, no attachment to the world of objects, is more focused on their own inner self, who can sit in meditation on the Supreme for a long time. The yoga of action, on the other hand, is suitable for worldly people like Arjuna and most of us. It is for those who have strong identification with their body-mind-intellect. The first is inward-looking and the second is outward-looking. So, how can these two divergent sets of people following two different paths reach the same destination is the question. Bhagavan says, Pura Prokta Maya, as I said before. From Arjuna's perspective, Bhagavan said this in chapter 2 after Arjuna became a disciple and took him as his guru. From Bhagavan's perspective, he said this long long ago as eternal supreme reality to Vivaswan, the sun god. This Bhagavan himself explains in chapter 4. After that setup verse where Bhagavan first acknowledged that there are indeed two kinds of lifestyles. One is called the Jnana Yoga followed by Sankhyans and the other is called Karma Yoga followed by Yogins. Bhagavan takes up the detailed explanation of Karma Yogena Yoginam that is the Karma Yoga of the Yogins. Na karmanam anarambat naishkarmyam purshoshnutem nacha sanyasana deva siddhim samadhi gachatim Sayal todangamul irpadal sayalatra nilai manidar adaivadillai Melum verum thuravari matum poranatuam adaivadillai Not by not starting an action can one reach the actionless state Nor by mere renunciation alone can one attain the state of perfection. First things first. Bhagavan puts an end 
to the false understanding of what renunciation means. I would call this verse the anchor verse of this chapter. If this verse is understood in depth, then the entire chapter is understood. Arjuna, there is a misunderstanding among people that just by merely not performing any action, one can attain the highest naishkarmiyam, the actionless state of nirvana. There is also another misunderstanding that by rejecting the world, running away from the world of duties, relations and the world of objects and abstaining from work, one can attain that actionless state. You must throw both ideas out of your mind, for both are wrong. Moksha, that is Mukti in Tamil, is the state of perfection and as we study more of Bhagavad Gita, we will understand that this state is an actionless state of existence, pure consciousness and infinite bliss. In chapter 2, he said, our true self is akarta, non-doer, and abokta, non-experiencer. Please note, bokta means enjoyer. We experience not only enjoyment, but also suffering. So, I translate abokta as non-experiencer rather than just non-enjoyer. In chapter 2, this was taught as yayenam vetihantaram yashchainam manyatehatam the one who knows this to be the slayer and the one who thinks this is slime, neither of these knows. This kills not, nor is this killed. Our true nature is actionless. It is non-doer and non-experiencer. The goal of a human being is to be in that existence, consciousness, bliss state of no action inner self. Just because the state of permanent bliss is a state of no action, you not doing any physical action and sitting on a sofa or under a tree and daydreaming is not going to help to attain that peaceful highest state. Also, anyone who thinks that they can renounce everything and live a life of a sannyasi, a renunciator, is also not going to attain that most desired state of actionlessness. This is true in the transactional world also. One cannot attain worldly goals neither by not taking up any action nor by dropping and running away from current actions. The important thing to understand here is that Naishkarmiyam is an actionless state even while you are performing an action. Take a moment and digest it. But how is it possible to be in an actionless state while performing an action? This actionless state can be understood at three levels. First, let us see the Tamasic understanding. When you are completely focused on an action, you say that you do not know how the time flew away. You do not feel that you have spent two hours on a task, but only two minutes. Where did that time go? When you enjoy your work, then you do not feel the burden of time. That is Naishkarmyam. That state of timelessness while working is Naishkarmyam. All Eureka moments happen in such an inspired state. 
great discoveries happen and solutions to problems arise in such a state. Second, the Rajasic understanding. Naishkarmiyam is performing all actions without the sense of doership. This will be explained as Karma Sanyasa Yoga in chapters 4 and 5. Though performing an action, you are in an actionless state because you are not identifying yourself as the doer or the experiencer. It does not matter what the experience is. Actions and thoughts are Prakriti and in mind there is no identification with the Prakriti at all is Naishkarmya. A person who is not doing any work or refusing to perform a work has the sense of I am not doing the work. I don't want to do this work. Even while not doing any work, there is the thought of I am not doing work. Even at that time, there is the total identification of I with the body and thoughts. Not having such an identification thought of I is Naishkarmya. Finally, the Sattvic understanding. Naishkarmyam is the actionless state of our real, true inner nature, the Self, the Consciousness, the Atma. The Consciousness is the life element that is the source of energy for the actions of body, mind and intellect, but by itself it does not do any action or experience anything. This idea of Naishkarmyam was explained in Chapter 2 as Yanisha Sarva Bhutanam Tasyam Jagradi Samyamim Yasyam Jagradi Bhutani Sanisha Pashyato Munehem Yadu Yiravu Yalla Virinangalukum Adil Vidipu Sari Katu Padu Vrayor Yadu Viditirukum Virinangal Adil Yiravu Kanbar Munivar A person of Ekipoy's mind wakes in what is night to all beings. When all beings are awake, it is the night for the sage who sees. We cannot give up activity, but certainly we can change our attitude towards our work. As they say, if we love our work, no work is a burden. Try to learn to love your work, for the work you love may not come in your way. But without knowing the nature of the work, how can you love that work? Bhavan says, if you do work in alignment to your Swadharma, then loving your work becomes easier. Right now, Arjuna did not like the work on his hand. Bhavan says, stay in an actionless state of mind and perform the physical task on hand as your duty. If merely abstaining from action can lead to moksha, only the dead body can attain moksha and all dead bodies will attain moksha. After living a licentious life, you only need to die to get to moksha. If that is the case, then there is no need to follow any specific path. The thing to understand in the theory of Karma Yoga is, Naishkarmiyam state is an actionless state, a state beyond time and space, and that state cannot be reached by abstaining from action. It has to be reached by abstaining from thought. That actionless state is our true nature. Realizing that state is called self-realization. Anyone who understands this, that person sees the truth about actionlessness. Yaha Pashyati Sa Pashyati. 
Does it mean there is no way to avoid actions at all? Nahi kashchit chanam api jatu tishtatya karmakrit Illai yavarum vinaadi poldum yappoldum nichayam irupadillai sayal sayyadu No being can remain without engaging in activity even for a moment at any time. Nahi kashchit means indeed no exception. That is, in addition to human beings, we are talking about all plants, all animals of this world and the celestial beings of the other world. Why is it so? Karma Sarva all are compelled to act helplessly by the gunas of the prakriti. While explaining this aspect, Bhagavan accuses some as hypocrites, thieves and sinners. Who are they? That is for the next episode. Until that time, this is Ravi Ranganathan bidding goodbye. Bhagavad Gita, Yaha Pashyati Sapashyati, 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 Yaha Pashyati